Well, back here with Coach Ralph. Coach Ralph, man, exciting week, to say the least, I would say. Can we talk about uh, you know, kind of ups and downs of the total uh, duel? Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess we probably haven't been back on here since kind of backing up to Marlowe. I think we we had the Marlowe duel and we ended up winning 34 to 30. It was a big uh, a big win for us and then we went to the Chickasha Junior High tournament that weekend. Our high school was off and then we turned around and had Tuttle or had Noble on Tuesday and then um, traveled to Noble won that duel and then we had Tuttle on Friday. And then we had the big four plus four tournament up in Pocket City on Saturday, which is just all big events for us, like interclass wrestling with Noble, Tuttle being uh, number one in their class, being, uh, I mean, a, a good wrestling program. And uh, yeah, definitely some highs and lows probably of the week. Uh, the Noble duel, like I said, was good. We went out there and took care of business. And then uh, the Tuttle duel, we had a bunch of really highly contested matches and uh, things just kind of got out of hand there at the end. Uh, and that happens. I mean, there's 17, 16 year old kids, 18 year old kids out there in a heated moment. And uh, I felt like just everybody was able to get control of the situation. And uh, I don't know, of course, media and social media and people that don't matter like to get involved and uh, make it into a bigger deal than what it really was and all it really was is just like yeah I mean what what happened should not have happened like it's wrestling that got a little bit too much and uh, but I mean also like that stuff happens like people get people get hot in the wrestling mat and stuff like that happens and in the end uh, in the end we just had to do what we had to do as far as punishment for that and uh, just moving forward to dual state now. Do you want to talk about a little bit of how uh, how the total duel affected uh, the big four and then how it affected uh, cash? Uh, yeah, so the total duel, but it, Jason ends up getting a uh, flagrant call in the match, which is a disqualification. And uh, so Jace has to serve. We knew once that got turned in, he would have to serve some sort of event out, you know. So we set him out of the big four plus four the next day, didn't travel with us. Uh, so we put Shay in at uh, heavyweight, and he went in there and did a tremendous job for us, beat the returning state runner up, and uh, got second place in the tournament. And uh, that's a pretty awesome feat. Like, he's only been beat by two people in the whole state this year. And that was the kid from Bixby that beat him this weekend, and Jace. So, like, I don't know, being able to have that depth, being able for him to come perform like that was tremendous. And uh, and he didn't feel good. Like, he was sick. He's been out a little bit this week just with some sickness as well. So, like, I can't brag enough on how great of a job he did. Once again, like, Shay Spencer being able to come through for his teammates. He's like the ultimate team dude in my eyes right now. So, it's cool. And then the rest of our guys, like, we had a really emotional, high, like, intensity duel with Tuttle. And a uh, quick turnaround into a tournament where there was 10 teams, but every team was solid, you know. From 6A competition, uh, 5A competition, and uh, 3A competition, it's a tremendously 
tough tournament. And we went out and got second place, finished above uh, Quita in our class, who's a top one of the top ranked teams. Finished a bunch, a bunch of uh, 6A and 3A teams. We got beat by Bixby, so like it was a good weekend for us. I was proud of our kids for uh, just responding, battle back, and fighting through some adversity. And uh, then you know. Uh, Further just ramifications from that duel, we have kids that get suspended. We had uh, we had ten kids, nine kids self-imposed, like we go through and just through the OSSAA, they had to set one event for uh, leaving the bench, and uh, I mean that's the rule. It is what it is, and uh, I don't know, we just served that and we we're done with it. And so that affected us for the cash duel. We were able to fill a lineup the best we could. I think we had to forfeit one match, and, and uh, we ended up losing the duel. But in the end, it's my job as a coach and my responsibility to put kids out there no matter what the circumstances. And uh, I don't know. I don't think that in, in a lot of people's eyes, they knew kind of the situation we're going through right there. And uh, I just I, – I was – pleased that I was able to at least put a lineup together and take it over to cash and wrestle them and not be that coach that just went over there and forfeited a bunch of weights when I probably could have done that and uh, I don't know we have a bunch of kids in our room that work hard and uh, some that didn't expect to go wrestle but they did and some got their butt whipped but that's part of it so I was on the, during the cash duel I was on the opposite side I was really impressed of uh I'm just saying, correct me if I'm wrong, because I was on the other side with the middle school or junior high kids, but I was impressed with the way, uh, like, the crowd, the coach, and everybody was handling that as well on both sides. Yeah, man, uh, like, they were cheering, and they were excited for their kids and stuff, and their kids were over there getting into the duel, but there was never any kind of uh, animosity, I felt like. It was Cash Elgin. But, like, I don't know. Their, their kids were super respectful. They all came over, shook hands. and I, You don't have to, like, shake my hand to be a respectful kid either. Like, I get it. Some kids don't want to shake hands after certain things. And, uh, I don't know, it was just – I felt like their crowd just uh, – they did a good job celebrating their kids. And, uh, I don't know, not kicking us when we were in a moment where uh, we were down a little bit. No, I mean, I'm – I'm not down about the situation. Our kids aren't down about the situation, but uh, today's media and today's just social media and today's people that don't matter world get an opinion and uh, blow things into bigger things that they are. And uh, I don't know, I just, things like that probably shouldn't creep into the sport of wrestling because we don't want to ever water it down. And, uh, but rules are rules as well. And, uh, if you break them, you do your time, and then you move on. It's just part of life. People are going to make mistakes, and uh, yeah, like I said, we're just moving forward, and I don't know. It's just part of our team, part of the adversity we have to go through. So, uh, I kind of want to bounce back a little bit to a Chickasaw tournament. Uh, can we talk a little bit about the format of that tournament? Cause it is a regular tournament, but it's a seventh, eighth, and ninth. Some tournaments have a sixth and seventh grade division, like junior high state. We're going to now. Then uh, I kind of want to feed in the junior high state. Yeah, so that Chickasaw tournament is just one division, six or seventh, eighth, and ninth. It's a tough little tournament, and uh, our kids went and did well. We. Uh, 
just thinking of results, we had what two champions? Dax was a seventh grader that won at Dax Bean, and that's a he won it at 98 too. Like it's a tough little weight where you see some freshmen, some older kids at. So Dax won that, and then Hudson Begley at heavyweight won it, and he's a freshman. Beat a kid that had beat him uh, the night before, actually, or two nights before in the duel. So that was cool to see. So Bo McKeg got third place. I got him off the top of my dome. So I know at uh, 80 pounds, Bo McKeg got third place, wrestled well, did a good job. At 98, Daxton Bean, like I said, was champion of the tournament as a seventh grader. At 126, Brody Donnelly got third place. At 140, Juan Soto Jr. got fourth place. And then at 170, Jacob Jackson got second place. Luke at 32. Luke Williams at 132 got second place. And uh, two big boys at 195, Trip. Dodson got fourth place. Corbin Penley got fifth place, which is two seventh graders placing in a big 195 pound bracket. That's pretty cool. And Elijah Mares is a freshman in there who had the medical default out to sixth place. Uh, got his elbow dislocated in the tournament in the semifinals. And had to default out to sixth place. It was unfortunate. And uh, That's tough. That's an injury that unfortunately you see more than you need to, I feel like, in wrestling. Yeah, it's kind of one of the more common ones, you know, just the elbow gets in a weird position. You plant wrong, you post, and uh, yeah, it happens. Like, I'm not gonna lie, I'm usually probably good for one a season seeing one, you know, not necessarily our kids, like you see it from other kids too, but I've seen it twice from our kids this season, you know, and it just happens. And I, uh, I don't wish that upon anybody, and I hope it never happens to me. I've never, I don't even want to say it, but I like, had a major joint be popped out of place like that and uh it just it doesn't look like a good situation so but, after, uh, but yeah after, and then just uh finishing it off there hudson begley was our champion at heavyweight oh all in all it was like a really good tournament i i didn't take all of our freshman kids there like we had three or four other freshmen that are in the high school lineup and uh, we just kind of saved them back and more just because they're going to junior high state this weekend and stuff and you want to only get them kids banged on so many times before the important stuff so after chickasha we had uh did we have marlo after chickasha uh yeah so after chickasha we had marlo on thursday junior high beat marlo high school beat marlo then we had the next door after that was noble Man, actually, I think we had Chickasha the night after Marlow Duel, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah. yeah. Chickasha the night after the Marlow Duel. But then, yeah, Noble Duel on Tuesday. Junior High bounced back and won that. Uh, yep. And then they were off until this following Tuesday against Cash last night. And they beat Cash finished their season like a bunch of wins they only lost to i think we were trying to figure it out today they only lost to like three or four teams all year they lost to chickasha at shawnee duels they lost to big speed at shawnee duels lost to 
Tuttle, and they lost to Piedmont. So they lost four times this year. I don't know. They're a good little squad, and uh, when they got them all together, they're really tough. I never really put them all together, not even for the Shawnee duels, like because we had kids up weights there, and I didn't have all my freshmen there. Like, so putting them all together could have been interesting. They're they're a good solid little group, seventh through ninth grade, and uh, they're gonna just keep continuing. We gotta. We don't have like the accolades, the accolades in uh, the sixth grade group, like kids that have placed in state and stuff like that. But we have kids like numbers and kids that I've got in a youth program and. They're gonna get there, you know. Just coach, you're gonna have to develop them, you know. You don't just get these grade school monsters, and uh, you do, you know. I've got a few that came through, and they've been successful at the youth level. But like, damn, most of the time, you're really just you have to develop these kids. I'm having to develop them as soon as you get them in fifth and sixth grade, and then seventh and eighth, where it starts getting important. And then in high school, I mean, still to this day, I was coaching a senior how to do basic things and trying to get them better just to just to you know try to go out and qualify senior year and do stuff like that yeah speaking of uh fifth and sixth graders we got some fifth and sixth graders like you said that you're doing a really good job of developing man there's a lot of them that's just going out there and their parents have been really good about it too you know just get out there and get them whatever extra stuff they can get yeah they're taking them like that fifth and sixth grade class, like I said, parents are taking them everywhere. They're trying to get them extra training. They're getting them private lessons. They're doing stuff like that. And I think a lot of that is just like they see the success at the high school. They see the success at the junior high. And they're like, all right, man, I need to get my kid ready. You know, he needs to be one of them killers too. And I appreciate that. Like, that helps out if you're doing it the right way. And uh, I think our people are doing it the right way. Like there's not a wrong way to really go and uh, try to seek out competition and uh, other practice if your intentions are good with it, you know, not if you're trying to live through your kid or anything. We don't really have any of those right now. Like, we have people that are trying to do the right things and, like, even even I have, like, fifth and sixth graders, like, doing novice stuff and uh, that's fine, too. Like, I'll novice you and kind of baby you until I get you into eighth or ninth grade. You hit puberty and then you know some wrestling and you're a really good wrestler your junior senior year in high school you know and sometimes to fill out a lineup of 14 you just need a good solid senior that can go out and win the matches he's supposed to and stay in the matches that he's not supposed to and that even sense. that seventh grade class too cody like there's a lot of seventh graders that wrestle yeah a lot of seventh graders so and they're still developing in there too so i mean we got some I mean, I don't know, some weights were like, what, three or four deep? I mean, they just, eventually they're going to figure it out, right? Yeah, I mean, most of them, and then you'll see your front runners in like seventh and eighth grade, and then like kids have a decision to make there if you're behind the curve. You're like, all right, am I cool just being the practice room dude all the time and using wrestling to get better at other sports and being part of a cool like environment and getting tougher? Or am I going to seek out like extra training? Am I going to do things in the off season to get better at wrestling? And a lot of kids don't like they're just like when it's wrestling season, they're 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 mine. They're going to train hard, but man, when it's not like. 
it's it's a different language to them. You know, they're doing football, they're doing baseball, they're doing soccer, they're doing something else. And like, I get that, I get that, but like, don't have unrealistic expectations if you're just giving me three and a half months in the winter. You know, in all reality, you know, I get them in November, December, January. February, you know, so that's four months, and then you count in all the breaks and stuff in there. Like, you can't get 12 month results just training three and a half months out of the year, right? And uh, I don't know, that's you don't have to be a year round wrestler either. Like, you don't have to give up your other sports to do that. You can be devoted in like your other sports and everything and find time to lift and run and do things like that and get on the mat maybe once or twice a week even if it's for 20 or 30 minutes that's what a lot of them don't understand you have to go in there and kill yourself go in there roll around have some fun do some wrestling and like it's all about really what your priorities are even that was me to like an extent in high school like i loved my other sports but I was still like trying to go to camps and train and, and, and do things throughout the spring and summer and not so much in the fall during football, but like it wasn't far from my mind. I knew. And, and like most people know, like once you've, once you've wrestled and you've done wrestling and stuff, and if you're serious about it and you don't like losing, it never really leaves your mind too far, no matter what sport you're in. Speaking of junior high, junior high all-state tournament, we're heading to the seating meeting right now, right? Yeah. Uh, what's your background? Life with it. <laughs> yeah, you, your background with wrestling and stuff. How important is this junior high tournament to get like a, a good look, junior high all-state look? Man, junior high all-state's tricky, like just because it's no class, and uh, I just. Look, you get a champion, you get a champion like team wise, yeah. and you know who's gonna be good coming up and stuff like that, but like still it's uh anybody can enter type of thing with another club, it seems like. And well I, I was gonna say instead of uh maybe competition, how how, how important it is to get some good competition up here? Because you're gonna get competition at Junior High State. Yeah, it's the hardest hardest tournament. Um I feel like to win, at least at this like age level, I still think like winning your class in high school is really extremely hard. And a lot of people are like, "Well, just junior high all states, it, you know." But you're also you're in junior high too, you know. Yeah. Like, I'm not gonna call it. It is what it is. It's a tough tournament where you get hundred man brackets and you're wrestling against everybody, but you're junior high kids. Like people are undeveloped, brains are underdeveloped. It's hard to go beat 18 year old men out there in your class to win your weight. So like, I don't know, the competition is stiff and you're gonna see the toughest of the tough up here. And uh, yeah, kids go through the grind. So the format, it's gonna be a two day tournament for the boys and a one day for the girls, is that how it is? Yeah, that's what it looks like. Thursday girls, Friday, Saturday boys. And it is the longest Friday, Saturday ever And so after after junior high state, that pretty much wraps it up for junior high. Yeah, I'll uh, 
I'll start sending junior high kids to other sports except for ones that like want to hang out and uh, get ready for youth regionals and youth state. Our club will still do that here in like two weeks and then uh, send kids to other sports and uh, I'll have a group that stays with me for off season but we won't start doing that till around spring break time. Like we just kind of get really bought into our high school season then, you know. Can you guys talk a little bit more detail about the off-season program, what you mean by that, and what all that covers? Uh, so off-season, like, and first off, if you're in middle school, I understand there's a certain group of kid that cannot fall into team line, like team sports, and don't belong in football, don't belong in other sports, and uh, that's when they can get into off-season wrestling, you know, and I'm working them out, training them wrestling-specific, wrestling lifting, running, stuff like that. We're not wrestling at that time, unless it's freestyle or Greco. But uh, Oklahoma City, we got a man dancing up there in the middle of the yard. Um, but during that fourth hour, junior high kids that don't play another sport will be in there with me doing that for the hour. Uh, but like I said, most kids, like... You'll catch junior high kids that just think they can stay in the off season and hang out. Like you just don't want to hang out in off season wrestling. We make it hard as hell. Like it's no fun being in there. But you're doing things that are good, you know, that are, you want to get better and you want to like bridge that gap that we talked about. Uh, that's a good way to do it. But we're encouraging most kids to go to track or go to baseball or whatever other sport. Like go compete in something else. Not only. Is it good for the other sports? Like participation-wise, we're trying to share athletes and stuff like that. It's good for me not to sit there with them kids all year and coach them nine or ten months out of the year. So I know we've been talking about a lot of junior high, but uh, we're kind of just going to give them, I don't know, just like a brief layout of what's left of the high school season. Yeah, high school season, uh, what we got going now is like we're running two days with our kids, and like we do this every year. It's not just like but that last month out of the year last three weeks really like we get into two a day looks where we're trying to get the last little bit of our conditioning done and peak right and uh, so we'll have dual state next week on Saturday we'll go up there to dual state and Enid and uh, just let it fly like there's a bunch of other like I really feel like there's probably six teams in there that are really good they can match up well and, and uh, you know things go right they can always uh anybody can beat anybody i feel like in 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 the postseason but i trust my kids in our training that we're going to go and do things right and uh we'll have that dual state and then regionals the following week we have girls regionals on monday and tuesday in yukon so the girls will compete for a spot at the state tournament Monday and Tuesday, and then uh, boys regionals is Friday and Saturday in Duncan, all in the same week right there. And then the following week is the state tournament. Three-day state tournament, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all we got left. Just dual state right now is like our main focus and it's it's stressful i think dual state is just to be honest with you I, I like it and i think it's fun and you get your most excitement i feel like and like your team setting at dual state and uh but 
it's stressful, man. Like you're just dependent on a bunch of kids and everybody to do things right. And my dealings with the young adolescent teenage minds, like nothing's ever gonna go right in that sense. You're gonna have to uh, Like I said, it's, it's stressful just because we're trying to make sure that kids are doing everything right for the team and the team setting. And then once that's over, you know, kids start focusing on their individual goals. Like, I need to qualify for state. I need to place this state. Like, that's what I want. I'm trying to be a state champion. And then I feel like as a coach, like, if you just help your kids focus on their individual goals, like, that team aspect comes together probably the best. Kind of ended the podcast last time. He was driving to Dale City, right? Yeah, for uh, the seating meeting. For the seating meeting. That's kind of where we ended it at for junior high state. We talked about that. A week ago about, today. Yeah, a week ago today. We talked about the format. And uh, so I guess it's kind of just talk about, get a rundown of, of how that ended, and then we'll move on. Uh, junior high state ended well. We, we performed well. We finished tied for fourth overall in the whole entire tournament, you know, our uh, eighth and ninth grade. So that was super cool. Like our team always finishes up there really well. I feel like in like the junior high state standings, we've uh, and that's tough because like we talked, it's all classes. But we had a champion, Braxton Antuna, one 143 pound weight class. We had a runner up with uh, Talon Tatanipa, who got beat in the finals. Uh, wrestled a tremendous tournament, dominated everybody pretty much, and had a tight semis. He won, and then. Uh, just came up short in the finals, wrestled his butt off. But I feel like probably in the whole junior high state competitiveness weight classes, like that 108 in the junior high division, the 8th and ninth grade division is one of the toughest weights out there because you see a lot of high school 106 pounders and just like that's usually a really solid kid there. Anyone out finished second. Kaysen Meyer finished third, which I thought was awesome. Like he got beat in the quarters on the front side by the kid that ended up being the runner-up and came all the way back and uh, got third place and at 150 pounds which like we talked about Braxton and Kaysen both at 143 and 150 those are grown man weight classes too you know so that's a that's really good on their part and then uh, we had Daxton Bean finish fourth at 105 pounds in uh, the sixth and seventh grade division and uh, for our girls we had a runner-up in the sixth and seventh grade division with uh, Lulu Tadanipa, very first year to wrestle, you know the family name, and uh, she's in the family business now. So uh, she went in there and got second, wrestled a great tournament. I was really just like pleased with her all year just because she has that attitude where she's kind of hard to get into, like to coach and like personal wise, personable wise. But uh, like she comes in and once you get to know her, you just know she's about business. She works hard and uh, she's determined to be just as good as them boys. And uh, I don't know, I'm super proud of the tournament she had. And then uh, Riley Cottrell finished fifth for us. She's also a first year wrestler that's a freshman in the eighth and ninth grade division and uh she's a lot like i just talked about lulu like just the determination on both of those girls i think is really cool to see they're, they're both just led by great 
uh, woman leaders in here with Symphony and uh, just ones that have came before. So we're really, really just proud of those two girls for finishing up in that division. As far as moving into high school, you want to talk talk about dual state this this weekend, the bracket? Uh, yeah, uh, we have dual state this weekend. We have Guthrie first round, which will be a tough match. I feel like we'll have to go out and wrestle the best we can wrestle all year. That every match, like we'll have to do that in the Guthrie match to make it to the Chickasha match. We'll have to do that in the Chickasha match to get into the finals match, which I'm assuming it's going to be Chickasha. I think they're a little bit better than MacArthur, but you never know. Like, we could be wrestling MacArthur, too, and I'll eat my words. But, yeah, we got the two seed, which I didn't agree with, but, like, it's also fine. I didn't agree with it for one day, and then the next day I said, all right, we're going to go do what we're going to do anyways. We'll just do it the hard way. Our kids took that attitude, and uh, that's good, like, in the end, I think we should have been the one seed just because we did everything we were supposed to this year. I traveled the team, and like I, I as a coach, put our schedule around going and seeing these teams and the ideas of if we go beat them somewhere, we'll get a seed over them. But that just wasn't the case, and uh, wrestling powers that be let uh, – and this is not just the people that are in charge right now. Apparently, this has just been there, and it's been one of the criterias, but they let a coach's vote come in over actual results, and I just don't agree with that. And uh, that's my personal take on it. Like I said, I was pissed off for a day about it, and uh, I cannot agree with it, but still uh, had the mindset of we're just fine, and we're going to go out and take care of business. And uh Set a good tone for the rest of the postseason. That's what a lot of people don't understand. If you're not one of these eight teams that are like really contending for a state championship, like you're fixing to go on a run here in the next uh, two and a half weeks or so with dual state this weekend, girls regionals Monday and Tuesday, Monday and Tuesday, boys regionals Friday and Saturday, and then state the following week on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. You just you finish strong, and uh, we've been training hard. We've been running two-a-days like we always do and just trying to get in the right formula to peak these kids at the right time. And that's uh, that's tricky as a coach because I just mentioned that there's like a two-and-a-half-week window, three-week window right there of training these kids, and you want them to peak at the right time, and like you don't necessarily want that to be dual state for every single kid because then they might have a terrible regionals and then you don't want it to be regionals because then like there's a letdown at state so you just try to do the right formula to get them where they need to be like not only physically but mentally in the whole road there and like it's just something that I try to be really meticulous about and like I don't sit down and write out the formula I I know what I want to do just from some of the coaches that I was raised by and like the two-a-day format I went through to peak for state and for nationals and stuff like that. But uh, it's just kind of being able to feel your kids and know what they're made of and know what you need to get out of them. I I feel like we're on a good path right now. Unfortunately, this time of the season, you're not around the kids 24-7, right? Yep. So there's that routine that you know they need to be on. So so you – as a coach, analyze like you know the peak performance times, you know if you will, for training as well. What's something you do to kind of keep track of that? I try to do a good job of getting eyes on their weight. If they're kids that struggle with their weight, like you can't depend on them to tell you the truth. I know even as a kid, like when I was like, I ain't telling coach what I weigh, you know, and stuff like that. So like you got to be like that, and then like you just man, I really try to be in tune with my kids. I try to talk to them and see their habits, see like. 
if they're coming into the gym and just laying down and wanting to go to sleep everywhere or man are they socializing do they act like they want to be here you know and then in practice and like really probably more than anything i just told nate before he left i was like man them kids were running their asses off this morning uh, they were running as hard as they could and uh determined and he said yeah i saw it when you were just doing 10 second sprinting here to finish practice and i don't know you can just tell with kids like where they're at mentally as far as like that stuff goes and uh if they're starting to burn or fade man they just i don't know some of them will re it just depends on what the person they were some of them will retract socially you know like that wasn't me like i would retract socially during wrestling season a little bit that's just because like i'd get into a tunnel vision type of thing i don't know you just you just watch them and that's the hard thing of being a wrestling coach is like i told nate when we were game planning the other day i said man 14 weights is a lot of weights to be nervous about in the end, there's about 25 kids here for dual state that I'm nervous about every second. And and you can, as I've like grown as a coach, like you, you learn that like you're not going to be able to control anything crazy like that. But as the caliber of kid has started to develop, the younger I've got them or the more in the system they've been, I know the families are on board as well with me in that sense. So they're trying to make sure that things are done right. And I know my mom was huge, huge, like an instrumental into me being successful in high school just because of the routine she kept me on. And it was just like, man, and I did, like she'd wake me up every single morning. I didn't know how to use an alarm clock until I went to college, to be honest with you. And uh, that didn't make me, I feel like any softer of a person once I got into college or it didn't make me any less responsible. It's just, I was lucky, you know, like I was lucky to have that. She put me on that type of routine. Breakfast was there every morning, lunch, dinner, and just, uh, like having a bedtime literally till I was 18 years old, like, dude, you live in our house, you go to bed at 10 o'clock at night. And uh, then like you get into that habit and that routine, you're just like, yeah, this makes sense. And when you're training hard, like, I don't know, it's just when you're doing everything right, like you can enjoy wrestling and, and be in the right spot. But really when you hit that like stride of your best self, like you, you have a weird tunnel vision. I feel like, but just like the routine of things, that's what I was trying to stress is so like important. And uh, parents make a big difference in that, man. If your kid goes home and they don't know what's for dinner and like it's on your own, throw something together, grab something from the store, grab something from McDonald's. Like it's totally different than a kid that goes home. You know that there's a meal there. You know that somebody's going to put them to bed at night or make sure they're going to bed at night, make sure they're asleep. It uh it makes a difference and it doesn't it doesn't make kids any softer and uh my wife does a good job of that too.